let's go to Sense of Humor, and you're up. Who do you got, Max? Ellen Griswold, Vacation Trilogy. Now, that's a good pick. She's really fun. She's really fun. <laughs> she has a great sense of humor. The crotch grab. The way that she can actually tolerate Clark. Yeah. Like, the singing. And also, when everyone comes for Christmas vacation, she's smoking and yes. cutting the lettuce in half. The, and, like, every her comedic timing is incredible. The videotape in Europe, when she realizes uh, it, that's what makes the joke. It's great. It's great. No, I'm with you. I, like, I mean, I actually think that's one of those movies where I don't, I can't see if we were recasting. It's perfect. I don't know that I could recast that role with anybody else the chemistry they carrie have. fisher carrie fisher might be the only person i think that could pull off that kind of chemistry and be funny like that's that. pretty good i thought you were gonna i thought you said carrie grant and i was a little confused no no i didn't say carrie grant <laughs> uh max I, i'd be okay giving this i have a really good one but i i think yours is pretty good welcome to buzz in the tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. darling, darling. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, today on the show, we'll be talking about building the perfect 80s movie mom in honor of Mother's Day, of course. To be fair, though, part of the reason we're doing the episode is also just because moms are the best. Moms rule. They are always in your corner. They're looking out for you. They're making sure you never get hurt or taken advantage of. And that's what Sonic Loans feels like to me. Charlie and his team make sure that you get the best rate, the best mortgage, and they treat you like family. The team at Sonic Loans is laser focused on making sure that you get the best person percentage, the best experience. Sonic Loans, they are going to cradle you in their arms and they are going to treat you like a newborn baby. Comforting. I, I like being swaddled. You, I'm going to swallow you before one of the episodes. Uh, reach out to Charlie and the team. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to have the best experience you've ever had as you get into your new mortgage or refinance your existing. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313 488 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. You can also call for a consultation at 248-595-0001. Max, the matriarch of Bolton Legal Group is Dr. Linda Bolton. She is a retired pediatric doctor, but more than that, she is one of the most wonderful mothers you will ever meet in your entire life. This is why Bolton Legal Group is so effective. Her son, Ian, carries the burden of being raised by a saint. So in his ongoing effort to do good by Linda, we all reap the benefit of an attorney with a heart. How's that sound? Oxymoronic. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, <laughs> I know, right? Aggressive, efficient, Bolton Legal Group is your one-stop shop for any legal issues you may have. Don't say Buzz in the Tower sent you. Say, Linda Bolton said that you're going to take care of us and you will get the mama boy treatment. It is, it's the best you can ask for. Again, reach out to Bolton Legal Group and they will take care of any of your legal needs, whatever you need. They're there for you. Today's episode, Building the Perfect 80s Movie Mom. What do Carol Brady and Cersei Lannister have in common? A thirst for blood? No. No. <laughs> 
They would do anything for their children. A mother's love is as strong as the force, as dangerous as crossing the streams, and as mystical as Gwildor's cosmic key. All generations have paid homage to the matriarch in film and television. But the 80s, well, they did it with style. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we will build the perfect 80s movie mom, borrowing from our favorite big screen mothers. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the person who will keep me from crying for the next 60 minutes, Max Sanders. And with that, happy Mother's Day. I'm not going to keep you from crying. I want you to be a leaky Larry. If you can keep me from crying for the next 60 minutes, I will buy you a golden ticket. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. But if the purpose is for you to keep me from crying, why are you trying I want to see you leak. I want, it's like watching Lex Luthor do his taxes. No, it's not. It's, yeah. No, <laughs> <What>? that's, <laughs> Jesus. That will keep me from crying. You saying things that make no sense and make me laugh will keep me from crying. First of all, welcome to the show. Hi. I don't want to sound like you, but I'm going to sound like you. I am dying right now. Some sickness? I am sick. Yes. And I will your voice. I'm not going to let it be an excuse like you did when you phoned in that one show. I'm going to, I'm going to come strong. Through. I'm going to come strong. I puked and came back. Yeah. You I, sound uh, like Urkel. I do sound like Say Urkel. It. Did I, do Did I do that? No, your voice is still too manly. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> That's better. That's much better. It's great. It's great. Uh, do I have a deep voice or a low voice or a high voice? It's hard for me. Like, I think it's deep, but it's filled with so much fluff and fear. Yeah. It's hard for me to <laughs> it's like. Difficult. I have trouble, like, in the bathroom, in the shower. Sometimes I you go have really. difficulty in the bathroom and in the shower? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah. But <laughs> for yes, no, yes, the, yes. neither here nor there. But when I go, go like, really deep, I'm like, man, my voice is, like, Barry, not Manilow, Barry White? Yes. Deep. Yes. And I'm like, why can't I talk like that normally? Oh, Max. Yeah. Hey. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Mm. You're going to get a lot of me coughing on this episode. I'll try to Good. edit it. Good. Cough directly in my face. Mr. Randy Watson. Max, another Mother's Day spectacular. Yeah, mom's rule. Uh, let's get through the, the heavy lifting. Let's get down to business, then we can hop into the show. Follow us on social media, at Buzz in the Tower. If you've not subscribed to the show, do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave five stars, leave a review, tell your friends about us, yeah, share. tell everyone. Tis the season to share. Is it? Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower. I'm excited to tell you we have another patron, another co-pilot who's waiting for us. Should we uh, welcome her to the gang? Of course. Well, then let's buzz that tower. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. This is what I call a patron-rich environment. <laughs> He's again that didn't obscure. age, and also that didn't age very well. Yeah. Of all the quotes from Top Gun, that's that karaoke, kind of right? Yeah. yeah, This is what I call target-rich target rich environment. environment. Yeah. Not not a very. Uh, did you see that TikTok I sent you where they did the military remake of yeah. the dogfight? Yeah. You got to get that thing up on TikTok. I will. Max patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. This week, I want to welcome Stephanie Fletcher, who herself is a mother of four. Nice. Yes. Very happy to see that. So happy Mother's Day, Stephanie. And thank you for joining our co-pilots. The best way to support the show, Max, as I always tell you, is money. First, first and foremost, put out a hit on Max Sanders. <laughs> Secondly. Would you go solo? I mean, I'd, I'd mourn your loss for yeah. a little bit. I'd probably milk it for a bit to get like some ratings. Would you change the name or would you be like, buzz the tower? <laughs> Just take the N off. No, I and dedication the exact same. <laughs> it's so weird i don't know i call it us in the tower um me in the tower there you go so patreon.com slash buzz in the tower uh behind the scenes information on upcoming episodes feedback input uh we had a live zoom we're doing another one soon we just got lots of cool stuff pins you can earn your wings and be uh, really cool pins. really cool pins follow us on patreon Throw a little cash our way and we'll make it worth your while. We're good people over here. Yeah. From Max and I both to all of our patrons, thank you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Uh, Saunders. Thanks. Good morning. What? Thanks. Todd. Thanks. Ren. Thank you for, uh, thank you. Max, uh, man, feels good. Feels good to welcome more co-pilots. It does. Scrooge McDuck in that money. One thing I forgot to mention, we just got the availability. You don't get this right away on Patreon. You have to be around for a while and have a bunch of people following you. 
to offer upfront year long subscriptions and you get, I think 20% off quite, yeah. quite a bit off. Stephanie is the first person to take advantage of that. So she is a nice man for 365 days. She doesn't have to Pretty worry. Sweet. Saved herself a couple months worth of uh, patron. Fees. Yeah. That's smart thinking. That's Iceman thinking. That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. So remember patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. Join our co-pilots. Okay, Max, uh, we're almost there. We're almost ready to jump into the show. One of the best parts about hosting a podcast is we have a platform. Now you and I don't use that platform for anything really social justice wise, but free trade. Yeah. We really don't do a lot to, (laughs) I don't understand. I have to tell you something. It's like a political thing. I am like genuinely concerned (laughs) about, about your synaptic gaps firing (laughs) and and, in general, your mental health. My twenties were rough. Very rough. Are you following what what I'm, what I'm putting out there? Are you with me? (laughs) (laughs) Charlie Dane. Uh, I love it. Wild card. (laughs) He doesn't get us. It's like, no. no, we're talking to you. Yeah. I, I, I would believe that you can't read. That, that's where I'm at with you right now. All right, Max. One of the great things about being a podcast host is we have our own platform so we can hijack that platform when things are important to us. And there are very few things in the world that are more important to you and I than Mother's Day as we are both two self-reported mama's boys yeah. to, the, to the nth degree. So I want to give you the floor for a minute or two to just throw a little love to those special moms out there that me know so much to you. My mom, Jane Simon, the most worrying, loving, adoring mom of all time. Whenever I'm sick, she'll text me like six times a day and she'll be like, get Zingerman's delivered. That's like a jet deli place. She's like, get it delivered on me. I'm like, of course, mom, I love you. And like even like two weeks later, she's like, are you 100 percent? Is everything OK? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like 99, 99. She's like. You need to rest today. You need to rest. Because <laughs> she just cares about her boy. She does love herself a yeah. little boy. And also, I love, like, we have similarities. Like, no one can buy us things because we just buy stuff for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're very difficult to buy for. Sure. And we're also neurotic and we love TV. So <laughs> those are our similarities. Beautiful. <laughs> well, she's very pretty and I'm a goofball. So yes. I mean, yeah, that's about so it. So you have, physically, you have nothing in common. No. Eyes. We both yeah. got stunning You both have two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. Okay, uh, Selena's mom, my girlfriend's mom, Beth, she's so sweet and caring and just like likes planning things around and they do activities together and they go on fun vacations. And Selena's late grandma, Mimi, it was the greatest mom and grandmother I've ever seen. Oh, don't. You're, see, you're supposed to be keeping me from crying and then you got serious for a second. My eyes started <laughs> welling because your eyes got a little glassy. And she, she could talk predator for I like know. 20 minutes. I'll never forget. I bring it up all the time. I remember you calling me and being like, Mo, yeah, Selena's grandma, like, I, and I'm like, are you sure she wasn't just like trying to be nice? And like, no, she like knew things about the movie. The like, John Clark Van yeah. Dam was the predator stuff. I love that. She was I about to that. put war paint on. That's fantastic. <laughs> she was like, stick around. I'm like, oh my god, oh, that's great. Uh, how lucky, right, to be able to. I know, like, the, the worst is as we get older, we don't have our grandparents around, and that's kind of like one of the best things about marrying or dating someone is you get to kind of like borrow and co-op people's grandparents when they pop into the into the scene when they're so, cool otherwise i've heard like the son-in-law the horror stories yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, as much as i hate you big 80s trope yeah oh huge 80s yeah. hating your in-laws yeah. oh yeah unquestionably i think that was like i think that's one of the 80s staples that is a staple yeah. although you see it in other films too but it really defined itself in the uh, 80s yeah oh yeah for sure for sure and my sister who is one of the most intense like very educated smart focused people in the world and sometimes to me, who's kind of a goofball, it left the relationship a little callous. And when she became a mom... Softened her. Yeah. Yeah. She's so sweet. She That's loves awesome. her little Jake. And, like, she smiles all the time. And, like, their connection and kind of the way she sees the world now. Not that... I mean, we worked on a relationship beforehand. I don't want to do therapists. It. No, I actually think it's funny. Yeah. Like, I, it makes perfect sense to me that your sister, yeah. having to deal with a child that poops its own pants <laughs> and can't take care of itself, gave her an appreciation for dealing with you. I that thought you were talking about sense. me when you said pooped. Oh, no. I was, no, I was talking about your nephew. Like <laughs> happened once yeah there you go no uh you know i adore your sister i'm a big fan of everyone in your family i've not yet met someone in your family i don't like yeah i'm the black sheep yeah you that's actually that's true the only person in your family i don't like is you yeah. there you go well happy uh mother's day to all of those wonderful ladies max uh let's see on my list obviously my mom she passed away in my early 20s i think about her every day she is the reason if you ever hear anything come out of my mouth that is funny or i mean all of my best characteristics came from her what's the best characteristic that came from her and the worst oh boy it's probably uh, the same your mouth yeah my mouth no so like I give some credit to my dad. My dad had quite a mouth on him. My mom had my mom had this like sense of humor that would come out of nowhere, and it was like stinging and yeah, biting. That and, sounds like, like that's, you. Yeah, that's me. The worst thing I got from her is my complete and utter inability to control my emotions. <laughs> like I, I just I get like worked up, and it's all on my sleeve, and I I melt down, and I'm a total mess. And that is compliments of Donna Shapiro, who was 
the most emotional woman in the world. Nice. But I loved it. It yeah. was great. I enjoyed it. Um, so kind of want to go through, there's a bunch of ladies that I want to mention. When I grew up, all single moms, right? So like I kind of was like swishing and swashing through these other families. And you know these guys, my buddy Brian and my buddy Guy. Yeah. Both of their moms, Susan and Cindy, were basically like second moms to me. They were the absolute best. And they, to this day, I still have relationships with them. It's great seeing them. Um, you know, thrown in the mix, like I said, and our ad, uh, Dr. Linda Bolton, who is not only my pediatrician, but like a second mom to me. I she's, didn't know that. Oh, she's wonderful, yeah. dude. Just, I'm spoiled to have all these incredible women in my life. They're they are great. Uh, my mother-in-laws, I have two of them. Trisha's stepmom, Trisha's biological mom. Uh, these are both two women who absolutely love me. But if I did anything across their daughter, they would murder me and they would absolutely pull a predator. They'd, they'd cut me and leave me out here to die if I give up the spot one more time. I hope they know that quote yeah. from the movie and they don't think I'm just calling them <laughs> psychotic. Um, no, both. Sandy and Carol are just two incredible women who are very strong and very independent and very much only care about their kids being taken care of and cared for well. And I hope that's why they like me because occasionally they see me take care of Trish well. Um, but that's that's definitely. And then double grandma. So Trisha's stepmom's mom, we call her double grandma. She, um, she is the matriarch of that family and she's just wonderful. Just a wonderful woman who takes care of everyone. And I love seeing her. And I left, I left the best for last. I was going to say, Jesus. I wouldn't forget her for God's sake. My wife, Linda my Carter. wife, <laughs> wonder woman <laughs> being married to me is, no picnic. Is, is, it is, it's the Vietnam of marriages, right? Like, only a few people can make it out without having like serious she's PTSD. William, she's William Defoe in Platoon. It's getting shot. I, it's just I I I I can't. So it's kind of similar to what you said about your sister about how like she had kids and all of a sudden this kind of like new part of her opened up. Like I married Trish, love Trish, she's great. But when she started having kids and I saw her as a mom, I fell in love with her a completely different way. I never went looking to marry someone who was like my mom, right? I mean, they always say boys marry their moms. I wasn't expecting to do that. And then all of a sudden, Trish had Reese. And I looked in her eyes and realized that she would murder me and anyone else that ever hurt this kid. And that's how my mom was, like irrationally psychotic about her children. And that's going to tie into what we talk about today as well. But That's why I don't want to have kids. I don't, I don't want the person I love to turn into like this or anything else against the world. It's the, it's the, it's the best. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it's the best. When you have kids you care about something in a way you can't fathom caring about right now. Like in your head, you know, you love your kids. You'll take care of your kids. But like, it is the most prized possession that you have. Like you look at your kid and you're like, I look at my three children and there's nothing in the world more important to me. So having a full time security, like vicious watchdog that will bark if anything comes within a hundred feet of your kids and that will do anything it needs to do to give your kid the best experience, take care of your kid is the most reassuring thing in the world. So my ability to walk through my office, to do a podcast with you, to be a firefighter, anything I do hinges on my ability to feel safe. that My kids are being watched after and taken care of. And that's what Trish does. She is, she's an alpha mom. There is no other mom like her in the world. Like she would spill blood for those three kids. Sounds like including mine. <laughs> Sounds like too much responsibility. Uh, well, that's why you and I aren't moms. That's yeah. why we're honoring moms today. I couldn't do what she does. If you could junior this and be like pregnant, would you do it? No. Take that pain just, away from Trish? No, just for the eating part of it, I would consider, but no. <laughs> I mean, it's it, dude, she, like I said, she is the best mom in the world. Like, yeah. I, my mom, who was the like pickiest person in the world and wouldn't approve of anything, would like love what Trish is as a mom. Nice. Like, yeah. So that's my, I haven't cried yet. We've made it pretty far into the podcast. Yeah. You didn't even get yet. close. I, I haven't got close yet. Are we ready to talk about the podcast? Yes. Max, the episode today, this is going to be fun. Uh, we're going to take these categories that we came up with that we believe are kind of the structural building blocks of what the perfect eighties movie mom would be. And I've got some suggestions. You have some suggestions. We'll land on one answer and we're going to Frankenstein the perfect eighties movie. You're going to bully me and it's not going to be you. Yes, correct. That is absolutely correct. I'm going to bully you. Uh, the only rules I have are number one, once we use a movie, we can't use the movie again. Okay. Number two, I know you're not going to like once we use an actress, we can't use the actress again. <laughs> I have a third rule to make this more challenging. Okay, what's the third rule? Let's just get no, out. no Diane Weist. No Diane Weist. <laughs> get, get she literally, way. she literally could fit in any one of these categories. Let's, just five different characters. Let's that just she plays. let's just talk to her. Talk about her right now. I. Sh what's Di your favorite one? Diane Weist. For those that don't know, is the number one '80s movie mom. Yeah, Parenthood. Yep. 
Lost Boys and Footloose. Footloose. Yeah, yeah. Those that's that is the triple crown right there. Very different moms, too. Very different, but all incredible moms. Who's like, your favorite of the? Oh, Max, that's a good one. It's got to be Helen Buckman from Parenthood. Uh, well, like the mm. way she deals with the kids. I mean, like when Todd gets in that drag racing accident, and she's like, "You stay with your man." Yeah, even it's, though it's, you're right, it's Parenthood. Yeah, it's Parenthood because she's learning on the job. Wait, we can't do this because I do have her for one. So I can't. We can't get like your third rule is unacceptable. We can use her one time, but okay. only one time. That's fine. But I love that question. You can use it. I'll she say. is the ultimate '80s mom. Yeah. If if this podcast was who is the ultimate number one all you know encompassing 80s mom for sure her yeah oh uh, i don't know not for sure okay let's get into the episode max the categories we picked are patience protectiveness sense of humor selflessness style and other so the other category is just some factor that doesn't fit into anything and you can get a little weird with if you want okay cool there you go max uh as always per our contractual agreement on the last bet that we took you can select who will go first who will go first as we start with our picks for patience uh i'll go first max who do you have for patience so i mean i had dying wheeze but, but but i mean i'm not gonna use it you're not no all right i'm gonna use lucille LaRusso, randy heller the karate kid this is an outstanding pick. She's so great. There is no mother in film as patient as her. Yeah. Because her son, Daniel LaRusso, it's is a, a whining, sniveling jerk. When he's throwing the bike out and he's like, I can't help you. Ma! You don't talk. Ma! <laughs> Do you know what he reminds me of? Do you remember in old, uh, not in old school, in Wedding Crashers, Will Ferrell's part the at the end? Loaf. Ma! Where's the meatloaf? That's how LaRusso is. Yeah. I didn't want to move here. Yeah. You made me move here. Uh, it's a great call. Um, she... What a tough situation. Single mom. Single mom, yeah. Uh, you know, moving across country. You don't get this in the movie because they cut it out of the movie. Yep. But she, you, you're actually the one who educated me on this. Moved across the country for a job with like a tech company. A computer programming. Lost that job. Yep. And ended up working at a restaurant. Yep, good she, benefit. And all she's got is that one little kid. And yeah. he's getting the crap kicked out of him. Because, I mean, to be fair, I allow myself to get beat up too for Allie. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I got a shoe fetish. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll shut up. What do you got? Why, what else? I don't know, just the way she kind of interacts with him, no matter how kind of arms crossed brooding he is. Remember when he's like talking to her about Allie? Yeah. And he's like, she knocks him out of the park, Ma, or yeah. like his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And he gets excited. She gets excited about it. Yeah. And when she sees the black eye in the morning, how protective she is. I mean, we're going to get to that later. But with the protective. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just overall, it's like she's the she's got to be having i'm sure there could be scenes in this movie where it's her breaking down yeah like but, her going to miyagi me yeah. like what the hell am i going to do my kid doesn't or fit by in herself here. crying in the shower or something yeah. like that she's not dating anyone you no. can tell her focus is just on her kid yeah and she's just she's like a duck across the surface of the water with daniel you know what i mean like it's smooth even though there's things turning Ooh, in oh, underneath like, right yeah you, a layer deep today mm. so it's interesting because i think the reason i hate LaRusso is completely self-hate because I was such a spoiled and petulant child. I was too. And my mom would do all these wonderful things for me. And I'd be like, what, what do you call these Nike air pumps? <laughs> I, they don't even fit. And in this scenario, he goes through the entire All Valley tournament. He gets to the very end. His mom is so proud of him. And he's like, get out of here. You're, you're wrong. And he's like mad. <laughs> and then he's like, Miyagi, shoot me up. Give me the Nova. He asked for the Nova cane. But <laughs> the magic I, hand. He's so dismissive of the only woman that has ever stood by him his entire life. Yeah. It's, I mean, he deals with strong women his whole life. You know, right. that's who he dates. Yeah. So good for him, at least. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, he got it from her. You know what I mean? Did. Yeah, oh, I think so. It's a good pick, Max. Yeah. Uh, my pick is Diane Weist as Helen from Parenthood. <laughs> and that's why I was like, let's tap the brakes on this conversation. So I think you already mentioned this, but when Todd played by Keanu Reeves, which yeah. I love Keanu Reeves in this movie. You, love very, you inordinately love him in this I, movie. I, it's just because he's... Is it the salami scene? Uh, it's not. You know what it is? It's he transfers all the things that I like about Bill and Ted and all the things that I like about Point Break. Yep. And he finds a middle ground in the character. And then mixed in that... Isn't how, Johnny Utah in there? What are you talking oh, about? Absolutely. Absolutely. The the fearlessness of kind of being the race driver. He's terrified. I, he, he did the race anyways. <laughs> Max, I'm always looking for an excuse to bring up Point Break. Please Fair. don't challenge yeah. me on it. But then the serious moment where he talks about his dad putting out cigarette butts on him. Enough about uh, Todd slash Keanu Reeves. Diane Weist in this movie is dealing with a nightmare scenario. Single mom. Yep. Father wants... The father of both of her children wants nothing to do with them. Her older daughter is dropping out of high school, getting pregnant, and getting married. It's not great. Her younger son, she thinks has like a drug addiction problem, ends up having an adult film addiction problem, hates her, is yep. mean to her. She, and, and in the midst of all of this, 
she never has a woe is me attitude about it. You know, like she just, she has the kind of patience that I think is most important about its life patience. It's not this micro moment. It's the big picture patience that she's allowing all of these different storylines to unfold and it's okay. And this is just what life's going to be. And then she meets a wonderful guy and has a baby. The biology team. I I love Gary, right? Yeah. No, Gary was her son. Yeah. Gary. You are so quick to agree with anything I say. I like agreeing with people. I know. You're like, yeah. Uh, Max, this is gonna be a tough one to to go. You win. Uh, I, I know, but I love yours too. But the problem is, if picking Diane Weston, this pulls her out of anything else. But if I had to pick my favorite characteristic of all of her characteristics, it's her patience. Yeah, and let's get the Weist out of here. All right, Weist is out. We yeah. got our first one. Let's move on to protectiveness. Do I go first on this now? Yeah, let's rotate. All right, we can rotate. Uh, Max, Maxi, Maxi, Max. Okay. Shirley MacLaine. Aurora Greenway, Terms of Endearment. You always with this movie. Max, because this movie is the most beautiful movie. Give me the shot. All right, give her the shot. Give me the (laughs) shot. I'll take the shot. So Shirley MacLaine, I don't know a better performance of hers than this. Uh, In Terms of Endearment, you see this beautiful relationship between her and her daughter. And uh, her husband passes away. So it's just the two of them. And the opening scene of the movie right, to me, sets the tone for what their relationship is and the protectiveness. Mm. The father has just passed away. They move into this new home and she goes to her young daughter. She pinches her. What was her daughter? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I said opening scene. Let me skip ahead. Okay. After the funeral. You're kind of thinking, mean that she pinches a baby. Well, that's, yeah. You know what? That's kind of a thing, though, when you're not sure if they're breathing. Like, I remember Did having, you do that? I, I don't remember pinching, but like giving just Slap. a little, <laughs> you're not ready to be a dad. Anyways, not the opening scene. Thank you for correcting me. After the funeral, they move into their new house. Her daughter at the time has got to be six or seven, maybe. Yeah. And goes to sleep. And Shirley MacLaine is like, well, do you want to sleep with me? And she's like, no. And she's like, okay, well, you're going to sleep with me. Because it's just the two of them. And they're protecting each other. And this relationship matures and grows and this overbearingness. And at times it's it's stressful and it's the normal teen separation of mom. You don't know what you're talking about. Get away from me. But when she gets sick. This is going to be what gets me to cry in the show, by the way. No, it's not. I know exactly what's going to get me to cry in the show. It's not going to be this. Flap. I can hold it together. When when f- they're, when the marriage is falling apart, she hates Flap, and then all of a sudden her only daughter gets cancer. The way that she interacts with the doctors, the way that she, you know, the, the boys are going through a very, her son, her children, are going through a very normal phase of being mad at their mom because she's sick and they're outside the hospital and one of them is saying some pretty awful stuff the older one and she slaps him across his face and you just see like that's my daughter that's she looks at her adult daughter with the same eyes that she looked at her when she pinched her in the in the crib or woke her up to sleep with her in the same bed and i mean protectiveness who's more protective than her i don't know the mother alien from aliens uh, is that where you're going it's no, your turn that's a good one actually. <laughs> that's a good one I right that. that's all right Max, you're not you're not a huge fan of this movie so i, I that's fine no I, you, I hate you you just bring it up so often it's such a downer of a movie it's a beautiful movie it's like what if i brought up Requiem for a dream every week when we <clears> that'd be kind of weird because we're doing 80s movies yeah max true. protectiveness who you got i gave you my selection Shirley MacLaine as Aurora Greenway from Terms of Endearment. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Can we agree that robots don't have gender? <laughs> Just think about it. They yep. don't. They don't reproduce. Okay. All right. All right. I. I <laughs> please move to your next thought. I'm not going to answer that until I hear your next thought. Well, I was thinking protector, kind of the matriarch. Who's to say Optimus Prime is the best mom of all time? This is I, I no, this was a half baked thought I had here. That's not my pick. Just so we're clear, I was just curious. You don't have to say it's a half baked thought because okay. it's very obvious it's a half baked mm. thought. Sometimes things that are raw are good, like cookie dough. But raw is not half baked. What's a half baked cookie taste like? <laughs> Optimus Prime <laughs> having a gender female. <laughs> Jesus, Max, can you get your? <laughs> Let me do the jokes. Just stick to the answers. Fine. What do you got? I'm going from a little movie called Child's Play. I'm going <clears throat> Karen Barclay. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening. I mean, come on. It's Andy's mom. I mean, she's a single mom again, and she just wants a doll for her son. She goes to, like, a back alley with homeless people. She's, you know, she's by herself. She doesn't care. She needs to get the doll for him. And when things start going haywire with Chucky, she's relentless with Detective Mike Norris about... I believe my son, something's really happening. When she sees the batteries aren't included, <laughs> batteries not included. Yeah. But, <laughs> but she's. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> she goes like full mama bear that she even goes back to the homeless guy. She almost gets like assaulted by the homeless people. Remember that? When she goes yeah. back to get yeah, the yeah. questions. And at the end, she unloads the Magnum gun at Chucky to protect Andy. I think that's really protective. Is there anything more protective than saving your son from a murdering <laughs> doll? Maybe. <laughs> I, this is not one of your stronger picks. You don't like this? 
not for protect. I just think of shooting some shooting a killer in front of your son. Isn't that something? Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Why? Why? I I would say so. I had a backup pick that I think is stronger than your primary. So can I give you my backup pick? And if you like it, because I know you're gonna you're not gonna let me do terms of endearment. Okay, what is it? Ellen Rip. She's not mom. And aliens? She sure is. It's not her kid. Newt's her kid. For all intents and purposes, Newt's her kid. I adopted. I, I thought about this too, but like adoption papers haven't gone through. Yeah, but we. I think I would. I would allow it. No, that's just a protective older woman. Uh, I don't know. He, uh, she really, first of all, she is a mom. It may not be her daughter, but she is a mom. Yeah. I don't know. It's all maternal. The whole theme of aliens is maternal. You have the queen that's laying the eggs. I should it, just pick the queen. Well, that's, that wouldn't have worked either, okay. but that's fine. What do you think about, uh, Nancy Henderson from Harry and the Henderson? For protectiveness? Because remember, like, uh, Harry comes in and she kind of puts her son behind her and then she uses the aerosol spray. She gets right in the. That's f- like one scene in a movie. I know. <laughs> You're not very good at this one. <laughs> Can we? I guess can we keep Shirley MacLaine because your answer kind of sucks. Fine, I, I think Charles, I'll give you a good answer. If you, I mean, I child's you, play. Uh, what about uh, Connie Venezuela from La Bamba? All right, I could see that. I can see that. La Bamba, something, something, La Bamba. una poca de gracia. Pico de gallo. <laughs> so offensive. It's great. I love a good pico. Uh, I still don't think that beats Terms of Endearment. Shirley MacLaine. Fine, give me the shot. All right. <laughs> Give her the shot, you idiot! Jesus, I'm saying, give me the shot. I know what you're saying. All right, well, I got the first two. I'm, I'll be, I'll be flexible. If you give anything that doesn't suck, I'm with you. So, like, but <laughs> that one sucked. I'm sorry. My first one was good. Your first one was good. Mine was just bad. Yeah, you said you said both of them sucked. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sure your next one's gonna suck. That's why I said that. Uh, let's go to sense of humor, and you're up. Who do you got, Max? Ellen Griswold, Vacation Trilogy. Now that's a good pick. She's really fun. She's really fun. <laughs> she has a great sense of humor. The crotch grab. I think you could have put her in patience too. Yeah. And that would have been legit. Absolutely. Deal but with no, Clark. she has an incredible sense of humor. The way that she can actually tolerate Clark. Yeah. Like the singing. And also when everyone comes for Christmas vacation, she's smoking and yes. cutting the lettuce in half. The, and like every, her comedic timing is incredible. The videotape in Europe when she realizes uh, it, that's what makes the joke. It's great. It's great. No, I'm with you. I like, I mean, I actually think that's one of those movies where I don't, I can't see if we were recasting. It's perfect. I don't know that I could recast that role with anybody else. The chemistry they Carrie have. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher might be the only person I think that could pull off that kind of chemistry and be funny like That's that. That's pretty good. I thought you were going to, I thought you said Carrie Grant and I was a little confused. No, no, I didn't say Carrie Grant. <laughs> uh, Max, I, I'd be okay giving this. I have a really good one, but I, I think yours is pretty good. I'm going with Lily Tomlin as Violet Newstead from nine to five. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, I thought her role in this as, you know, her husband had passed away. She's got four kids. She's got a LaRusso toughness to her. She's hilarious. This uh, this is one of those movies, too, that I don't feel like it's talked about nearly enough. The themes that they were talking about in 1980 were, these weren't like mainstream, like woke themes. Like, this was a risky thing to tackle head on. Yeah, three female leads. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And hilarious female leads. Great and they, connection. They played them. great off each other. Um, Lily was kind of the, the you know. Kind, kind of the ringleader. I, when she was in the garage and she is, you know, fixing the garage door, which neither you and I could do. And she's like, call me a little girl. I'm a grown woman. I have a job, four kids, and I'm fixing the garage. Like, I just, everything about her was funny to me. The flashback scenes when they all are fantasizing about how they'd kill their boss. Hers was like a throwback to Snow White. Yeah. And with like the little cartoon animals everywhere. I, I thought she was really funny in this. So for sense where I picked her. Her back and forth with her son is really funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Her back and forth with her boss is funny. So I, yeah. but I got to say though, Beverly D'Angelo, I, National Lampoon. Woo. Which one now, if you picked one of the movies, which Christmas, is the one? I think. Yeah. European, she sense, gets more shine. I think Sense of Humor, I go to the original with her. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like deadpan, like Clark. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like. I feel like she gets more run in European vacation. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Because she has the whole like almost affair thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's really funny. <laughs> isn't, or, isn't she like humming like la 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 yeah, yeah, la yeah, yeah. la la <laughs> Oh, it's really, really good. Okay. All right. Well, Max, this is a perfect uh, time for us to take a quick break and get some words in from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. Max, when Buzz in the Tower signs its Joe Rogan size contract, what is the first thing that you're going to buy? 
townhouse for my mom right next to me. Oh, precious, precious. Yeah. She'll come see you. She'll have, I know she likes the finer things, so you are going to have to have that Joe Rogan contract before you get that townhouse. She's got her own money. If you get the opportunity to do that, there's only one real estate group that you're going to go to, and that's Adobe. They are the premier real estate provider for all of Michigan. If you want to get into the right house at the right cost, you got to talk to Simon and his team. Simon and Adobe Real Estate are the absolute right place for you to start and stop when you are buying or selling a home. 2021. To 400 million? 400 million in sales. Over a thousand homes sold. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait until we're in 2023 so I can give the 2022 numbers. They're going to be even crazier. Cool. So like you said, Max, the townhouse for your mom, Adobe Real Estate is waiting for us to hit that contract. They could probably get us such a good deal that you could afford something reasonable. Something yeah. nice, you know? Get her a tiny house. There you go. Max, if you reach out to him, you don't need to do this, but for anyone else, let him know Buzz in the Tower sent you and let Simon and the team take care of your real estate needs. All right, Max, we are down to our last three categories, selflessness, style, and other. What's other? Well, it's other is whatever you want it to be. Rhymes of mother. All right, I believe I am up first for selflessness. Oh, man. Breathe. What, is this hard? Yeah. What's the deal? There's a... Talk it out. There's a little movie called... Jack and Diane? ...called The Land Before Time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Max, this is instant tear fuel for me to even think about this movie. It doesn't hit me that hard. It does. Crushes me every time. Yeah. Two, two movies that if I put them on and watch them, I will cry hard. You a big pro brontosaurus person? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's Bluth is best. It's Land Before Time. Littlefoot's mom, Mama Longneck. It's a great name. Max. <laughs> it's my rap name. If you're... If you're <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that you're trying to like pull me out of my trance by being Max about this. So remember, we're talking about selflessness. There's nothing more selfless than giving your life to secure the life of your child. Yeah. She takes on what well, Sharptooth. That's the T-Rex. Yeah, he's a jerk. A big time jerk. So Littlefoot and uh, Littlefoot's little friend, the Triceratops, they go too far away from their family. They do. And Shark... Shark. Charcuterie. Shark, shark, charcuterie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Sharp tooth goes to attack them, and Mama Longneck gets in the way. And in the process of protecting her child, dies. And Littlefoot finds Mama Longneck. And I came and, t- I came and tell the scene. <laughs> Do it, Leek. I want to see a single tear. I'll be with you, even if you can't see me. Littlefoot, let your heart guide you. It whispers. So listen closely. The scene is emotionally devastating. In fact, I would put it up there when we talked about Atreyu and Artax and the horse dying in the mud. I mean, there are some like devastating things that if you're an 80s child that you saw that like, I don't know how you could ever recover from it. This is up there. Littlefoot's mom, mama long neck dying is worse for me than Artax dying in the mud of sadness or whatever it's called. Swamp of sadness. Swamp of sadness. I didn't see this when I was little, so it doesn't affect me the same way as you. Have you watched it in its entirety recently? Like a month and a half ago. Or no, wait, no. For Mother's Day, I think I watched it last year. Yeah, it didn't do anything to you. Heartless. It you're a sick human being. Sick human being. The laugh. (laughs) Immediately after she dies, and he kind of scurries away. I have to say too, I'm only bringing this up because I just think it's important. One of the things that for me I really love about Bluth, who is the director of this, and it's the difference between you know happy smiley Disney movies versus like some depth to story. Is Littlefoot goes off and bumps into another dinosaur named Ruder and he is crying and Ruder says what's wrong are you hurt and he starts expressing how he's mad at his mom because that's like a very normal emotion if you're young and you lose a parent or at any age I guess to lose a parent he's mad at his mom and then he's mad at himself and he's never going to see her again and Ruder says she'll always be with you as long as you remember the things she taught you this is the circle of life and I just really love these like inserted characters to teach anyone how to deal with death mm. it's not an easy thing to deal with i can't talk about this movie anymore <laughs> i have a backup to this movie i actually didn't cry because i had to look at your stupid grin on your face during the whole thing and it kept me from crying good but my pick for selflessness is for sure mama Longneck. that's a good one what do you got max i don't have a dinosaur saving their young <laughs> crazy person uh yeah i don't deal with selflessness that well because no don't, you don't understand it did I you don't. have to go to the dictionary on this one <laughs> Don't have much. I look in the mirror. I'm like, most beautiful man in the world. How do I describe selflessness? And then I make my chest pop like Homer after a few beers. Oh, it's really good. I love that you don't understand selflessness. is amazing to me. Um, a, a peek into the mind of Max Sanders. I think I got it. So it's like sacrificing yourself or giving I up. I think I got Just What is your answer? Tell me your answer. I went Lynn Edington from Steel Magnolias. So she lives for her daughter, Shelby, who's played... Incredibly by Julia Roberts, who has diabetes, diabetes. (laughs) 
Is it Wilford Brimley or is it Julia? Uh, I need to look this up. I'm not sure what you had. What's your... <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, she had type 1 diabetes. Uh, anything else you're going to add to that? Or... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it looks like you're waiting for me to... Re- yes, she had type 1 diabetes. <laughs> So, I mean, her mom gets her juice during her episodes, and when she when she tells her mom that she's going to have a kid, and, you know, she's at risk to die a lot quicker because of that, her mom freaks out. You know, he's like, adopt, you know, uh, do something else. How could you do this to yourself? Like, she has a real hard time dealing with that. And finally, at the end, when tragically Julia Roberts' character dies, at the funeral, she's just screaming, you know, I want to know why! Like, it's a great, like, classic scene. And she kind of... She can't get over like she. It would rather be her than her daughter, and I think that's the definition of selflessness, right? No, I really think you screwed this one up. Nope. Now you picked a emotional scenes. So like the idea of being selfless would be that throughout the movie, instead of her guiding her to do things that made her feel better, so like she didn't want Julia Roberts to have a baby because she didn't want her daughter to die because of how that would make her feel. It's still a great mom movie. Swing and a miss. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I think what the real takeaway from this is that you don't understand what selflessness is. This is incredible to me. <laughs> selflessness is the act. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. Selflessness is putting someone else's emotions or perspective in front of your own. Got it. Right? So it's like trying less hard. No. Don't confuse less of yourself. No. <laughs> All right. We're good. We're moving on. Well, have you gotten any of these? Yeah. Yes. Beverly D'Angelo. You yeah. have one. You have one. Literally one. I'm okay. crushing on style. You should. I hope. Style should be what you're the best at. Yeah. Uh, All right, Max. You go ahead. Kick it off with style. I'm going Mary Tyler Moore's performance, Beth Jarrett in Ordinary People. You've seen it, right? I have, yes. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, if there's an award for worst mother in a movie, this is it. It's it's really weird that I just like, as we're going on this journey of talking about building the perfect 80s mom, that the only one that you have said that makes any like reasonable sense outside of comedy is also the worst mother (laughs) and outside of like no wired hangers. Hey, just because you can't raise a child doesn't mean you can't dress nice. It's true. It's true. (laughs) So, I mean, plot of the story. I mean, do I need to tell the plot of this movie or no? You do you, you, Max. Okay. uh, Is it about a selfless woman? (laughs) It is not. She is self-loving or self- Selfish, maybe? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Ah, It's ah. a... (laughs) It's in the sub, like the upper. Just take a moment to appreciate how how the funny you are. (laughs) Sorry, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Upper middle class suburbs. She's married to Donald Sutherland, and one of their sons dies tragically in a boating accident. And it's the favorite son who she kind of gives all her love to. Mm -hmm. And the other son has to go to therapy, which in 1980, when this was filmed, was not like everybody and their mother was going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, if you watch this again, watch this and then see how. Goodwill Hunting was influenced by this movie. Oh, is it really? The therapy scenes are basically the same. Even the oh, way Robin Williams, even the way Robin Williams is dressed and mm-hmm. looks, is like Judd Hirsch right. in the therapy session. Take a look at that. It's awesome. It's very cool. But I mean, we're talking about fashion. She is waspy chic. She is like the tennis skirts, and she has these starch white shirts with those ivory neck pins at the very top, and these elegant beige sweaters and gold earrings. And she amazingly, the mom haircut doesn't usually get pulled off. You know what I mean? Especially when you're a beautiful person. Like, why would you cut off your hair? Right. Looks fantastic on her. She's got caskin jackets that go over her shoulders, but she doesn't put her arms in. And I don't know. There's just something so elegant and prepared and put together about her that, I mean, she's just upper middle class defined. Yeah. There's just something elegant about her. Okay. Elegant, elegant, elegant. There you go. Beautiful. Interesting. So, you know, I'm not a style guy. You're you're a style guy. You're uh, you're definitely in a style. (laughs) Um, I went with Ren McCormick's mom, Ethel McCormick from Footloose. What? I'll tell you why. You went Diane Weist again? No. Diane Weist is not Ren McCormick's mom. We're going to pretend for a minute that you just didn't say that. Yeah, you're right. She is, however, Ren's girlfriend's mom. Yes, she is. Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Not Ariel from <laughs> The Little Under Mermaid, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it the same as that Ariel, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, married to Lithgow. Yep. Yes. Okay. Lithgow. Lithgow in the house. <laughs> no, Ren is Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's mom. And this is, again, very LaRusso- uh, travel cross country to a new place. Ren McCormick shows up. Here's the thing that I like about Ethel McCormick. Understated, does it play a huge role. Always very supportive of her son. She's got this fashion sense to her where she doesn't look like an 80s mom. So you just described upper crust, eating a nice meal at Bushwood Country Club, yeah. like fancy 80s mom. The thing I liked about Ethel McCormick is that the first scene you see her in, they're in church. They just get into town. Her sister lives in this little Indiana town in the middle of nowhere. And everybody's dressed basically with showing no neck, 
you know, high collars, you know, pastels, you know, basically super religious farm country. And Ren, big city looks, wears a tie to school. Sting haircut. Yeah. His mom has got short curly hair. She's dressed nice, but not too nice. And she looks like a watered down version of Ren. She's not dressed like a stuffy 80s mom, highfalutin. She's pretty chill. She seems like she kind of gets it. Ren's putting a tie on and in, in front of the mirror on his way to the first day of school. And she says, you might want to dress down for now. When you go off to college, you can dress like David Bowie. The fact that she yeah. knew who David Bowie was yeah, yeah. is to me very cool. She's a very cool hip mom. So that's why I went with Ethel McCormick. So don't lie to me. Were you doing research on Diane Weist in Footloose and you like stumbled across the scene no, with the mom? No. You thought of? I didn't even. Th- I thought of her. You thought of Ren McCormick's mom. I did. I swear to God. I really did. Because the, you and I are different about fashion. Like yeah. you're you're looking for like Gucci and all like all this crap. No, that's poor people's idea of rich stuff. <laughs> You're such a I I do, no. We're keeping it. It's great. Okay. You're such a weird snob. So like, this is, I don't even know. I don't even know how I would explain you to someone. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah, so like Max in some ways lives like a pauper, in other ways likes the fanciest and nicest things in the world. I and, eat like and, a hobo, so and, I can and does it like a million, and doesn't know what the word selflessness means. It's incredible. I win. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm giving you this one because I don't feel strong about it, but I don't really love yours. But I well, guess you can have it. You know, you should have picked. You should have picked uh, Missy from Bill and Ted's Excellent. I Consider that. Yeah. I absolutely consider that. That would be great. That she is, she might be my other category. <laughs> so there you go. So other, can I make a category for other? That's like, that's the purpose of other. Okay. It can be anything you want it to be for Mom, you want it to be your mom in the No, 80s. no, no. You, you're not, I, don't get, I don't have to adhere to anything you're doing. I'm you, asking you. Ask the question again. If you could have a mom be your mom from the 80s movies. I, I can't think of anybody I would ever want to be mom other than my mom. The mother alien? Un, un, no. un, unanswerable question for me. Optimus Prime? No. No, yes, I stand corrected, (laughs) you weirdo. Optimus Prime, gender neutral Optimus Prime. Nailed it. (laughs) Such an idiot. (laughs) I would have Miss Anderson from License to Drive. Really? She's really cool. She's funny. She's hippie. She could have done sense of humor. I could have done her with sense of humor. Yeah, she was hippie and fun and pregnant. Can we go back to the real other category? Yeah. What do you have for your other category? That was my other category. You need to understand what other is. Oh, there was another characteristic that you could have picked. Not an, not an obtuse question that you're going to ask. Like, who would you well, mine, to be your mom? mine was mom. I wanted to be my mom, right? I hate you so much. <laughs> coolest mom. Coolest mom. I like that. Yeah. All right. Coolest who mom. Who you got? Okay. What do you got? I assume who you got. It's a great one. I like coolest mom. I went Sarah Richmond from Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah, she is. Why is that funny? Maybe Heather's. Who's mom? The mom from Heather. Okay. Yeah. I was like. JC didn't have no, one. not JC. <laughs> um, yeah, when Nona's parents were pretty cool, they were. Yeah, my other category was mom. I'd most want careful. No, I just <laughs> how do I phrase this the right way? Jesus Christ, mom! I'd most want to be my mom in a horror film. So like horror film mom, yeah, like favorite horror film, like mom. child's play. No, see, like that's why I wasn't. Mine was easy. Like I, I think there's no question on this with is Joe Beth Williams as Diane Freeling from Poltergeist. Oh, that's pretty good. Like, that's why when you said uh, child's play, I was like, I, I guess. So, like, of all, all these characteristics that you would have to make the perfect 80s mom, my other characteristic was, I guess, reactive mentality to being in a horror film. What yeah. mom would you want to pick? Kinda, so, you wouldn't go you wouldn't go Nightmare on Elm Street. She basically becomes an alcoholic and, like... Yeah, she sucks. Yeah, she's the worst. No, no for protectiveness, I'm switching my answer. It should be Jason Voorhees' mom. <laughs> she's very protective. Well, she's very selfless, too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Max. All right, Max. Uh, on this one, the other doesn't get a category to pick. So let's recap who our perfectly built 80s mom is. For the category of patience, we went with our favorite, Diane Weist as Helen from Parenthood. For protectiveness, we went with Shirley MacLaine as Aurora Greenway from Terms of Endearment. From Sense of Humor, we went with the lovely Beverly D'Angelo from, did we decide original or original. Christmas? Original vacation. You decided uh, well, no, Christmas. Decided. We'll do Christmas vacation. For selflessness, which you really struggled on this, we went with Mama Longneck from uh, Land Before Time. For style, uh, I don't remember who you picked. I didn't like it, but who did we pick for yours? <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore ordinary from Ordinary People. Thank you. I couldn't remember. And for other category, uh, there's really, there's no winner or loser. No. What, what, do you, what do you like on this? You're a loser. You're a loser. Um <laughs> <laughs> I went with, I went with uh, Joe Beth Williams as Diane Freeling from Poltergeist, and you went with and you went with Optimus Prime. Or and you went with Optimus, yeah, there you go. Such a weirdo. <laughs> you know what? The other I could have done too for other is uh, most peculiar mom. I would have gone with the mom from Raising Arizona. Oh yeah, she is weird. She's Holly Hunter, super peculiar. Yeah. yeah. Well, Max, that gets us to the second favorite part of the show. After we talk about co-pilots, is the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight.
Max, today's Buzz of the Tower fan spotlight is Johnny Louvers and Louvers Music. L-O-U-V-E-R-S. Go to Instagram and check out Louvers Music. From Instagram, it'll get you to his playlist on Spotify. It'll get you to his store. It'll get you to everything. The music is so good. It's really, really good. I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole him into like one type of genre because he's got a lot of different stuff. Yeah, eighties, nineties, but it's got that retro wave kind of feel, feel to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And t- again, super talented guy. Um, his page is great. He's got collectibles, so his music is inspired by his collectibles. What he collects is inspired by his music. Yeah. Tango and cash, cash and tango. It's, it's lots of purples and pinks and purples, you know, Miami Vice vibe. I love all of our fan spotlights, but when we get other creators and I dig their stuff, it gets me all excited. So yeah. this is great that he wanted to come on, uh, fan of the show, wanted to share some thoughts with us on what his favorite, what did you ask him? You asked him what his favorite 80s, 80s movie mom? Movie. Yeah. Okay. A favorite 80s movie mom. So let's hear what Johnny Louvers had to say. Hey, this is Johnny from Louvers. My number one 80s mom pick is going to have to be Frances Lee McCain. She's in all these iconic roles throughout the decade like Stand By Me she plays the mom she's in Footloose she plays the mom in Back to the Future she plays Lorraine's mom in 1955 who weirdly suggests that Marty should stay over <laughs> it was a good idea but the one that stands out to me and the one that I'm really picking her for is Gremlins she's in this iconic scene where she goes in the kitchen and the Gremlins are eating her cookies and she just loses her mind she puts one in the blender she stabs one to death she pops one in the microwave and I think this scene stood out to me as a kid because it really is the part of gremlins where it's like the gremlins goo you know when they explode or they're all over the place and and just like the imagery of something exploding in the microwave like that like a creature when you're a kid um just really stands out to me and it's uncharacteristic i think for moms of the decade to just lose their mind and be so you know, take things into our own hands and go wild like that. So for all of those reasons, for all these other roles too, Francis Lee McCain, my number one 80s mom. Holy crap. You and I have been dying on the cross of Diane Weiss forever. Yeah. Did he just put a contender for top 80s mom in there? Out of nowhere. Out of I had no idea. The I mean, Back to the Future. The minute, the minute he said it, I was like, yeah. oh, I totally remember now. And Gremlins rules. Yeah. She's in the best scene. So you know what else she's in that he didn't mention because what? it's not in the 80s, but it's going to blow your mind. Do you remember the movie Scream? The original Scream. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, so you remember you had uh, Deputy Dewey Riley, who was played by David <laughs> yeah. Arquette. I remember how his sister was played by Rose McGowan Tatum. Yeah. Their mom, Mrs. Riley, is Frances Lee McCain. No way. Yeah, so she just pops her head out decades later to be another iconic mom in another iconic film. Would you get her on the show? I, that would be great. Yeah. I wonder if we could. I yeah. feel like we could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Johnny did not disappoint. Nope. That was a solid, solid. Yeah. Thing. Max, uh, we are going to wrap this wonderful Mother's Day episode the way that we wrap all episodes by reminding everyone, check us out on social media, follow us, like us, go to our Facebook page, go to our TikTok page, go to our Instagram page, go to uh, Twitter, now owned by Elon Musk, see if you can find <laughs> us on there. And then obviously like the show, review the show, rate the show. Uh, don't forget about patreon.com slash buzz in the tower. And Max, from me to all of the important mothers in your life, the happiest of Mother's Day. Yeah, love you, Mom. And uh, to my favorite moms that are out there, to all of our listeners who are moms, to all the moms of the world. Give your moms a hug. Give them a hug. That's great advice. We don't usually get too deep, but if your mom, if you're lucky enough to still have a mom or a grandma who's still out there, now that you've listened to this episode, call that mom, text that mom, tell her you love her. And Max, what are your closing thoughts on this almost emotional Mother's Day episode? Everyone out there, listen up. Is is this going to be selfless? I was going to say, be selfless, you jerk. (laughs) I'm done. You know what mine is? What? Autobots, (laughs) roll out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.